The dream is over with the news that Kyrie Irving will remain with the Brooklyn Nets, but that doesn't necessarily mean Miami's pursuit of the All-Star Guard will end, and we'll tell you why. Plus, if the Heat do in fact move on, we'll run down a list of other potential free agent targets to improve the roster on today's edition of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Nation, it's a Tuesday, late Tuesday or early Tuesday, depending on where you're listening or watching this edition of Lockdown Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening or watching on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. I am David Romil, and with me, as always, is my co-host Wes Goldberg. We had recorded an episode on Monday afternoon. Breaking down all the Kyrie Irving news, whether or not KD, Kevin Durant, would be available as a free as a, a trade target for Miami, which of the two would be the better fit for Miami, etc. And then, of course, we want find out uh, find out from Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN that it, in fact Kyrie Irving has decided to opt in to the last year of his contract for nearly thirty-seven million dollars, choosing to remain with the Brooklyn Nets after exploring potential sign-and-trade opportunities. So it looks like that dream is, at least for now, somewhat over. Wes, uh, yeah. you think that there's still a possibility that Miami might show some interest in Irving? I, I, well, that's, I, that's how I read it. Anyway, when I, when I heard the news, it's not like he's not necessarily still going to be traded at some point. He's choosing to stay in Brooklyn. That doesn't mean Brooklyn necessarily wants to keep him either. What he chose was $30 million, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he the the sign-and-trade, all the leverage plays that we talked about, and I kept saying, like, look, I know that there's so much smoke around the Kyrie Irving situation, right. around Kevin Durant potentially opti- uh, deciding that he wants to be traded if Kyrie Irving was to leave Brooklyn. All of it was such a clear leverage play. And my whole thing the entire time was, did the leverage play go too far to the point of Brooklyn just being like, you know what, screw this, and, and burning bridges between Kyrie Irving and the organization, and then just kind of the leverage play resulting in the trade that everybody was threatening in the first place. Right. According to Brian Windhorst of ESPN this morning, that might not, that, that could still be the case. Just right. because Kyrie opting, opted in does not necessarily mean that he's gonna play for Brooklyn next year. He says, hey, I'll see you in the fall, uh, in his statement to Sham Sharania from The Athletic, um, but, I guess, according to the reporting around this, Brooklyn found out when we found out, when Sham Sharania tweeted this statement last night after we had gotten done recording a full episode. Um, and so I, I do wonder what happens with the Nets. We know that they don't want a repeat of last year. Right. You have to think that the next step for them is to have a conversation with these guys. It sounds like they haven't been con- having conversations with at least Kevin Durant in quite a long time. They got to figure out, okay, what's this season really going to look like? How do we build from here? But if they decide that they're just completely out on the Kyrie Irving experience, then you're potentially they're potentially trading a, a a player with a $36 million contract with one year left on that contract to the highest bidder, right? Yeah. And Kyrie Irving now has lost all leverage. So you have to wonder whether or not Miami could be in still on Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, if the Nets were to trade Kyrie Irving, you would have to think that that would come with consent from Kevin Durant being like, you know what? Not necessarily. What you get back. Yeah, but, but not maybe not necessarily. But if the idea was, hey, we want to stay competitive, then you're not going to blindside KD with it, no, right? Certainly. And so um, I, I think that it means, to me at least in the short term, Kevin Durant stays, and Kyrie Irving could still potentially be on the move. Though we have other reports from Wojnarowski this morning that 
Brooklyn is looking to keep those two uh, in place in Brooklyn. I think that that's ultimately where it comes down to is that, hey, you know what? We got Kyrie for a year. We yeah. can deal with this for one more season. Hopefully the COVID stuff is behind us. The vaccine mandate is no longer an issue. Uh, we can go ahead and move forward. At the very least, it's not going to be as bad as it was last year, considering all of the external issues that were factors. Um, and if you're the Heat, they were never fully in on Kyrie Irving anyway. They, yesterday, were preparing for to make a move in the, in the scenario that Kevin Durant was right. available. So now we are so far removed from that whole situation and that possibility, at least for now, that I think what we're seeing, what we're going to see from Miami is them moving past any of the Brooklyn options and kind of going next uh, to the next options on their checklist. Yeah, I, I could see, again, that Miami is probably just not interested in Kyrie Irving. Although, I mean, from everything that we've heard, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, both big fans of the player. They, they would appreciate having a player like Kyrie Irving there. Maybe not at the cost of trading Kyle Lowry to Brooklyn or something along those lines. So maybe there are concerns about what Irving would be worth in order to acquire. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I, I don't know that it's necessarily done in Brooklyn just because I don't see how you can pivot. And maybe it's just been a lot of exaggerated reporting or speculation and things of that sort. Certainly always a possibility. But I don't know how you can go in less than 24 hours from, oh, Brooklyn is prepared to not just trade Kyrie Irving, but also Kevin Durant to, oh, by the way, we're fine. We're keeping this roster. Because it was all is. leverage plays. It was this, That was just one giant poker game. And Brooklyn called Kyrie's bluff. And and they won. They won the hand, at least for now. Theoretically. Uh, I, I understand your... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you're going to trade Kyrie, I, I don't know what they would be looking for. I don't know that my... In, in, in regards to Miami, I don't yeah. know that they have what they would be looking for versus just, hey, you know what? At least we have Kyrie under contract for a year. Mm. It's such a short... It, if it is a problem, it's at least a very short-term problem because after the year, you could just let him walk and be like, you know what? It didn't work. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I think Heat fans are frustrated. I think you know oh, yeah. you go within a, a short span of Kyrie Irving's on our list. He's we're on his list. It's a mutual interest on both parties. Sure. They're done with him. It's an upgrade for you know a divisive player because obviously a lot of fans even in our comments yeah. were like, oh, I want nothing to do with Kyrie. Although kind of overlooking the fact that he is still an All Star level player. But, uh, you know, and then the possibility segues into, well, what if Kyrie gets traded elsewhere or signs elsewhere and then all of a sudden Kevin Durant comes yes. and he's he's the next piece yes. for Miami's championship it, title hopes. And then all of a sudden, neither option seems realistic. I mean, I guess in theory, we could talk about Kevin Durant saying, you know what, I, I'm kind of done with this experience. I thought Brooklyn was going to be vastly different than what it was. I brought in my boy James here, but you also wind up cutting my other boy, DeAndre Jordan. I, I, now, I, I think Kevin Durant is is fine with how everything just played out. Kyrie yeah. Irving's back. He opted in. I, I think Kevin Durant's just like, all right, my guy's here. We have one, like, we have one more year. Kyrie's on a prove-it deal basically now. Let, let's run this thing back. I, I think for all intents and purposes... For now, yeah, we're done with Brooklyn. It doesn't mean that something can't happen later. I mean, with Kyrie Irving, something's always going to happen. That much is for sure. But right now, if you're the, the Heat front office, yeah. you go from preparing for a potential uh, Kevin Durant chase to, all right, like you just said, Kyrie's not really an option right now. Kevin Durant's not really an option now. Where do we go from here? And I think where Miami goes from here is, all right, we got to try to move down to our other priorities. Uh, there's some names that we want to get to here in a minute. But I, I think the number one thing is if you can't land another star, 
then you need to at least maintain the flexibility to make that move for said star when a star does become available. Immediately, I think the, the Heat's attention turns to Bradley Beal. Well, we'll right? talk about that in the next segment. But before okay. we do that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain store to carry all the parts that you might be looking for. You go in there, you start asking questions, they start asking you questions, you get embarrassed, maybe you don't know exactly what you're looking for, and then eventually they find the part that you might be looking for on their computer if their warehouse happens to carry it. Why go through all that? They're using the same computer that you have access to at home or in your pocket, which means you've got access to rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over two decades. Their website is so easy to use and navigate. You just a few easy clicks, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. I've done it myself, saved hundreds of dollars in the process. And if you want to save time and money, then rockauto.com is the choice for you. Go to rockauto.com right now, find all the parts available for your car or truck, then go to the section that says, how did you hear about us? And write the phrase locked on so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. And just a reminder, you can always reach us via email at LockdownHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskAllHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show on multiple formats. And as always, please leave a review. We're talking about Miami's plan B because apparently Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will likely not be available anytime soon via trade. So how does Miami pivot into the next potential acquisition of a superstar. And the name that you mentioned right before the break seems mm. to be a recurring one linked to Miami, or at least Miami's interest, or maybe even just Miami's yeah. fans' interest. That's Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. We're looking at, uh, as we're recording this, just over 24 hours before Bradley Beal decides to opt in or opt out of his current deal. Uh, what's the daylight? 3 p.m. Wednesday, is that correct? Something like that. But I think that's the daylight. Um, and, yeah, and... Look, he's got an option right now, Bradley Beal, whether he wants to opt in mm -hmm. or opt out and sign uh, a max extension. Right. All the reports indicate that he's going to opt out. There's not really a reason for him at all to opt in because if he opts out, he could still re-sign with Washington for the five-year max at $248 million. A max, a five-year max that only the Wizards can offer him. That seems to be the belief around the NBA and uh, around league circles and reports and everything uh, is that Beal is going to re-sign, and he's going to mm -hmm. sign that full five-year max at almost $250 million with Washington. Tommy Shepard, their GM, has come out and said he expects Bradley Beal to be back with the Washington Wizards. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's not the case. I just don't know if this is a situation. It kind of feels like everybody's just saying it because everybody's already saying it. I don't really know how much direct reporting there is on people talking with Beal or his agent and being like, yeah, he's going to sign, he's going to opt out and he's going to sign that five-year max. I don't even know for sure that Washington is going to offer that five-year max. Like, we haven't gotten legitimate reporting on that. It's just sort of, like, it's, it, you can kind of learn a lot by the wording of some of these quote-unquote reports that are out there. Yeah. And a lot of it is the expectation is such that this. The people uh, and other rival front offices believe that this is going to happen. And I just wonder if one person says it and another person says it and another person says it and all of a sudden that becomes the overwhelming belief right. around the league. Although there's no specific report as to even like with Kyrie Irving coming out and just telling Sham Sharania point blank, hey, I'm opting in with some weird riddled coded uh, quote. 
Um, like we haven't actually gotten that from Bradley Beal, where he's like, or 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 even Washington being willing to offer that five-year max. That said, the belief is that that's going to happen. But if you're the Heat's front office, and we're just talking about you know a list of to-dos and and sort of what where you go from the Kyrie and Kevin Durant situation, you next turn to Bradley Beal and you monitor. All right, he's gonna opt out. We expect that to be the case. Does Washington offer him that full five-year max? Or, because, look, Beal's a good player, but he's not the player dragging you to the playoffs, right? Like, Bradley Beal, ideally, would be on a team just like Miami with an alpha like Jimmy Butler, with uh, uh, really good defensive players around him where he could be that other score, right? And in Washington, he's the number one guy, and that's great for Bradley Beal, and he's going to get paid like it, probably, but... They're not winning anytime soon. And anytime you hear Bradley Beal talk, he's like, hey, winning is my number one priority. And so I just wonder if he does opt out, is Washington going to throw him the full five year max uh, despite the f- and, and now be saddled with that contract and not really have a way to rebuild? Um, or do they try to offer him something less than? And if they do that, can Miami swoop in and offer him the, their, the full four year max that they're allowed to offer four years at one hundred eighty four million dollars? I don't know. It's just something that if I'm the Heat front office, it's just it's something that I have to consider. You you think Miami? I'm sorry. You think Washington would lowball Beal? You think there's a possibility of that? Because I just I, I hear what you're saying. Like he may maybe he's not the best option. You've kind of already tied yourself to Beal for the last couple of years and have nothing to show for it. Like yes, yeah. some fine individual campaigns and a couple All Star appearances and things of that sort, but. You're not doing any more winning with Beal as your star player or not. And and maybe you go into a full pivot here and and start looking at other possibilities as far as your franchise player. But I I don't know that You're Washington... Have to pay him, do you want to pay him $50 million at age 34? Well, it's not my money. I, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, look, well, I think... I, I was saying, if you're the Wizards, do you want to pay him $50 million at age 34 I knowing that would. you've already gotten the prime years of his career and haven't gotten much out of it? I don't know. I... I think they will. I think their I, I think, think their so philosophy too. is be like let's just give it to them, and then if we want to trade them a year from now, we can recoup a bunch of assets. But I don't know that that's even. I don't even know that that's true. I don't know that there's another elite team that wants to be paying Bradley Beal fifty million dollars at age thirty four. I don't know if there is a team that's going to do it. It's probably Miami, and that's uh, unless you have another thought on Beal. I, I do think that that's sort of where the Heat go if you can't just sign Beal outright. Or you know, sign and trade, I, I just don't or know. whatever it would be. Like you, you, we we talked about Beal for so long, and I'm just at a point now where, like, I, I think he's a fine player. I really do. I really do. It's, I know some people have said, "Oh, we've been critical of the possibility and things of that sort." Having said all that, I I just don't know the fit. I don't think the fit of Beal is as good as everybody would hope that it is. Like, yes, he's yeah. a good scorer and everything else again, but as we mentioned in the, in the episode that we didn't get to air, like, you know, everybody's expecting Kevin Durant to join his team, and then all of a sudden you're blending a 30-point-per-game scorer in KD alongside a 30-point-per-game scorer in Jimmy Butler. That's not how that works. We saw that with the Big 3 era. At some point, somebody has to take a step back and defer. And so you're not getting all-star level Bradley Beal. You're getting complimentary pseudo all-star Bradley Beal to play alongside Jimmy Butler. Or, it's or, Jimmy Butler or vice versa. Or or you're getting Jimmy Butler. And look, I actually think the Beal I think the Beal fit is good. I, I I think with Jimmy, Jimmy is fine during the regular season scoring 18 points a game. For sure. And doing everything he does defensively and as a playmaker and all the things, while Beal could just go out there and score 28 points a game. I think the fit works. And look. At the end of the day, we know that the Heat need a secondary score. 
Yeah. Right. And so go get it and figure it out. I think is sort of the end of right $50 now, million, but, dollars, though. but that's the thing. Right. Uh, and look, if the heat, I, I if there was going to be a team that would do it, it would be Miami. We saw that they don't care about the, the, the future years on Kyle Lowry's contract. They did it anyway. Knowing that that, you know, the next, that third year of that deal is going to suck, right? Like you're not, it's, he's not going to be able to play up to that contract, but you get a two year window here where you can really make a chase. So if you're the heat, do you just say, you know what, screw it. We'll figure that out later. But right now, you know, let's go after this title. I don't know. And how much, how much of future money is too much future money? Is there a limit that the Heat have? And is that limit $50 million at, at age 34, Bradley Beal? I don't know. Um, but I, I don't think that You've got some other possibilities, that, though. You've got, you've got some other days. Maybe we've gone on too long on Bradley Beal. So no, we'll, but, but it is the next thing. And then the thing after that are would we out be, of Donovan okay, Mitchell? What, what happens with Donovan Mitchell? Mm. Um, I, I don't think that any of these guys are coming. Beal, Donovan Mitchell, none of those guys, if they come to Miami, it's not happening in the next month. Right, mm. it probably looks like something that would happen down the line, in in the instance of a trade request or or you know the front office deciding to blow things up, whatever. Right. So I think if you're Miami, you have to maintain flexibility in case that happens, right? And so I think that's what you turn to is all right. Let's try to improve this roster on the on the fringes while maintaining our flexibility. And while you're going down your list of priorities, the next one after okay, let's see what happens with Bradley Beal on this opt-in date, is PJ Tucker, mm. right? Now that all the Brooklyn stuff is behind you, you can kind of re return your attention to P.J. Tucker. He's got a three-year, $30 million offer sitting on his table from Philadelphia. Miami, they, the only way they can match that offer is by tapping into their mid-level exception, which would hard cap them. I still don't know, even with the big stars off the table, that you want to hard cap your team right now, considering that, all right, if you hard cap your team... That's uh, that that's a that's financial that that's limiting your financial flexibility yeah. for something down the road if something down the road were to be a possibility and so is it still even at this point worth tapping into your TPE to get to get uh, PJ Tucker not just because of the hard cap but also because all right if you resign PJ Tucker with your mid level exception then you no longer have a mid level exception to use to improve the roster in other areas too you're basically just returning the team the way it was last year, but using the mid-level exception on P.J. Tucker. Ideally, they would be able to convince P.J. to take their early bird extension, yeah. which is about a million and a half less than what a, a year mm -hmm. than what the Philadelphia 76ers are offering. But it seems like P.J. Tucker wants to go get his money, and you can't blame him for it. Well, um, wouldn't the money be somewhat almost close to, given Miami's tax situation? I yeah, think. I've heard that that's... Uh, I've just I've read I've done the math on my own and nobody right. wants me to do that. But I think it, if you if if Miami were to sign him at like eight point three a year over three years versus what Philadelphia is offering, I think the difference is like a million bucks that Philadelphia is able like after all like all the taxes and stuff. It would be yeah. I, I think it comes down to a million more. It, it comes down to where he wants to play. Like I, I mean, certainly yeah. the connection to Daryl Morey is there. Daryl was a believer yes. in him in Houston, so I think that, and Harden, that, that's Harden, yeah, yeah, and certainly that yeah as well. I just. I don't. I mean, wow. I, I'm having a hard time rationalizing it because it's just PJ gives his all so completely that when he's yeah. with your team, like you think he's going to be a heat lifer. Like we talked about this a number of times over the course yeah. of the season. Like he he seemed like destined to retire a heat player, 
And yet, there's a very real possibility that he chooses to sign with the Philadelphia 76ers, who I think are the strongest competitor with Miami. We've heard names like Atlanta, Chicago being, you know, showing yeah. some interest there. I don't think they're as strong a possibility. Yeah, as Mark Stein recently reporting that it, 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 it's, it would be another. surprising if P.J. Tucker goes anywhere other than Philadelphia at this point. Right. Um, I Before we go to break here, I remember P.J. Tucker, PJ Tucker talking with uh, Ira Winderman for the Sun Sentinel. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was conducting a, a private one-on-one -on -one interview, so I, but he was right next to me, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this, but like talking with uh, P.J. about how he never really got that big salary and mm -hmm. sort of how that has influenced his career. Right. And I remember P.J. kind of saying something like, like, oh, I can't believe you're bringing that up. Way to bring up the fact that I haven't made a whole lot of money in my career. Yeah. Something like that. It was, just, it was sort of a joke from P.J., Towards Ira, but you can kind of a also point of sensitivity, sense that, like, yeah. it is right. And, and and for PJ, he's been in the league for so long. You just assume that he's made a ton of money. He's right. really only recently starting starting making more than minimum dollars, right? right. Like, yeah. if he wants to go out and make his money, I have no problem with that. Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world. It's why he didn't return to Milwaukee because yeah. Milwaukee lowballed him. Miami's not lowballing him. They're literally trying to offer as much as they can. But you could tell he's like, all right. I want you to offer me that full mid-level exception. But if you're Miami, you say, well, if we offer you the full mid-level exception, we're really limited into how we can improve the team around you and everybody else. And so I understand the Heat's reluctance to do that. And that's probably why we have that league-wide expectation now that, that uh, Tucker ends up in Philadelphia. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. July 1st, just a few days away. Should yeah. be one of the first deals announced. I can imagine that uh, right now, everybody on the Heat roster is probably calling PJ and doing what they can to... Wrap up whatever pits at the front office has already made towards him, but uh, he might have already. Can Jimmy made just up give him like some stock at like some early IPO options and Big Face Coffee or something? Just yes, make it worth his while. I'm sure the collective bargaining agreement probably doesn't allow for that sort of thing. But who has to know? <laughs> just because it's a suggestion on our show doesn't necessarily mean right. we're ratting anybody up. But uh, anyway, uh, just a reminder that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, uh, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and major. Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and score scores. And they remain their best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Just a reminder that we will always be covering all the news throughout free agency, potential trades, up to and including Summer League, everything that you need to get you ready during the offseason. You can only find it here at Lockdown Heat, so make sure you subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. We are talking about the possibility of upgrading the Miami Heat roster. We've gone from... Adding Kevin Durant to losing P.J. Tucker, and now what does Miami do? Uh, we've gone through the Bradley Beal possibility, Donovan Mitchell, yep. perhaps an option, but you've got some other names that you think Miami should be potentially to ex explore. Are these yeah. potential names to fill in for the vacancy that P.J. Tucker leaves behind, or other just potential stars that could be yeah. on the wings? Okay. Both, both. Ah, uh, both. Just because right. it's, I'm not going to pretend to know what happens with P.J. Tucker. It seems like right now the Heat have a hole there at power forward. And either Give way, me a percentage. So Give me a percentage. What do you think? Because I'm saying it's like 80-20. That, that PJ does leave? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so I've got some names for that. Right. The other name that we should mention at least right now, because it's in the news, is John Wall. He's yep. going to be bought out by Houston. 
uh, and is going to sign with the Clippers, according to multiple reports now. So um, it's a great that's fit. not an option for the Heat. Doesn't sound like the Heat really were going after John Wall. They're pretty happy with what they have in Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent, at least for now. Yeah. Can I throw one name out you at you that's not a free agent, but maybe a trade target that we haven't discussed here? Love to hear it. What yes. about Jalen Brunson? Oof. I know that all the things are tying Jalen Brunson to the Knicks or possibly wow. returning to Dallas, but would you offer Jalen Brunson no. that restricted free agency money and then maybe try to work out a sign-in trade that sends Kyle Lowry to Dallas? Lowry, uh, Dallas was interested in Kyle Lowry before Lowry ended up in Miami. Where you send Lowry to Dallas for Jalen Brunson and maybe some other pieces, picks, whatever it would take, uh, and then you bring back Jalen Brunson, who's more of that kind of scoring guard than Kyle mm. Lowry is at this point in his career. And if you're looking for that secondary scorer... You get Jalen Brunson, mm. you get him under, uh, you get him young, as yeah. opposed to Kyle Lowry. Uh, look, I'm not the biggest Jalen Brunson guy. I like him. I think he's fine. I think it's a little ridiculous that we're having like a this like Jalen Brunson free agency chase thing. Like I, he's a fine player, but he's not to me a max yeah, level it's, guy. It's kind of but, underwhelming compared to years past where you're looking at LeBron James being yeah, the domino that falls. This yeah. isn't 2010, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, but that, that this is where we are now. And if yeah. you're the Heat, it's like all right. You don't get to pick which stars are available. You're just sort of dealing with the players who are available. I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. We don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but it's not something that anybody's really been talking about. No, I, I, I like the possibility. It makes sense, like you're talking about. Like Miami doesn't have a problem with an undersized guard, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson. Pretty similar in stature to Kyle Lowry. Doesn't provide the yeah. same that he does defensively, but yes, shown that he can step up in big moments, a proven champion, a Villanova guy. Uh, for all the heat love about Kentucky, they love their Villanova guys there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think um, that's certainly an, an interesting option. I don't know that they'd want to... Well, I mean, the money works out. And again, you're kind of retooling now in terms of, you know, making the core younger and keeping them together alongside Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. So... It makes a lot of sense. I guess you kind of have to get the buy-in from Jimmy as well because you're trading one of your oh. best friends in Kyle. So Yeah, and from Jalen because he's he is a, a free agent. Absolutely. And, and that's assuming so. assuming Dallas doesn't even want to make some kind of a trade too. Like They may, they, they right. may not care. They're like, oh, go find your money somewhere well, else. Well, if you're Dallas, would you rather have Lowry back or like Alec Burks and Evan Fournier or whatever it is that the Knicks are going to be able to give you in a potential sign-in trade? It sounds like Brunson's just going to be able to sign outright into, yeah. into New York's cap space. So they're not going yeah. to have to deal with that. But if you're Dallas and you're being asked to play ball, you'd rather play ball with Miami than, than the Knicks, I think, and, and at this look, point. I, but I think Miami's a better option. And I know a lot of people will say that's somewhat homerish there, but you're not going to compete for anything in New York. Like, you're going to get your money, but if you can get your money yeah. in Dallas or your money in Miami or your money in New York, New York is the worst of those three options by far. Like, I don't and yet think he's choosing it. He's choosing it over Dallas, it sounds. It sounds like Jalen Brunson really wants the 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 challenge or the opportunity to be sort of the number one. Well, his dad played there. And Dallas and Miami can't offer that. New York can't offer that. So his he, dad played there. Yeah. Like he grew he's up on the there. staff there or something now. It's Rick Brunson? I don't I didn't know that. I think but. I think he's on the staff there now. Oh wow. Um all right. Oh, wow. So that that's that, that's that not gonna said. happen. I just thought it was interesting to bring up. No, the I other like name it. that I want to bring up but not spend a lot of time on is D'Angelo Russell. He is nope. he is reportedly out there by Minnesota. Yep. I'm with you. It's a one year deal that he's got left, so he could be sort of an assassin. But D'Angelo Russell is not necessarily that guy that you want as an assassin. So I would not go in that direction either. Yeah, I just don't like his and fit. Then, no, it's not a good fit, especially because you got to, like, no, it doesn't work. Um, other names, Julius Randle, Miles Turner, John Collins. For whatever reason, they're either not good fits, they don't have what those other teams want in a trade package, or it just doesn't make sense for a lot of different reasons. So those are the trade candidate names that are out there that I just wanted to cover really quick and, and move on from. Is there, so one, now, is there one that you think is a better option of those last three that you mentioned? Was it Julius 
Collins Julius, well. John Collins, and Miles Turner. If you could pick, I would pick Miles Turner because he's a good fit next to Bam Adebayo, at least theoretically. Yeah. But also, not really, because he wants the ball and he, he wants to take shots. I don't it. know. I don't. I don't care about any of those names. I don't even. Uh, John Collins would be interesting, but you don't have anything that Atlanta wants, so forget about it. Um, yeah. So and that's it. Um, so here's where the Heat are now. You. Even if you don't bring back P.J. Tucker, if, if, well, let's say you try to bring back P.J. Tucker and you want to give him the taxpayer middle exception. Now you're, you're, you're really bumping up against that hard cap mm-hmm. if you want to bring back Victor Oladipo, right? Um, and so, because you have his early bird rights. At this point, I am, this is me lobbying the Miami Heat to, to overpay for Victor Oladipo. Do it. You have his bird rights. Give him $15 million a year, $12 million a year, whatever it's going to take. Overpay for Victor Oladipo. So that you can at least maintain that salary cap slot. Do not cheap out, Arison family. This is me lobbying the Heat. Bring back Victor Oladipo at whatever the cost. Maintain that salary cap slot so that you at least have a tradable contract on your roster at the very least. And at the most, you have Victor Oladipo with a full offseason of training and as much upside as he brings to the table. He is a good fit at his best. for He's exactly what this Heat team needs at his best. At least see if he can get there because he hasn't really had that opportunity over the last couple of years. Um, so that's that's the old depot. That's my little old depot soapbox thing. Um, but I, then th- then know. you move. You don't know what about bringing back depot. No, I absolutely. I think he fits here. I just I think if your priority right now is re-signing Victor Oladipo or finding a way to shore up that forward spot without PJ Tucker, I think you have to find somebody to fill in for PJ Tucker. Like that to me, that would be the priority. Like Jovic. So this is. I don't think it's ready. No, Jovic is not ready. Right. So. Right. Um, that's where this part comes into play. Now you have to find a landing spot for Duncan Robinson. Because if you bring, if you even sign PJ back to the mid-level exception or bring back Oladipo, whatever it is, if you want to create some financial freedom here, you could try to find a landing spot for Duncan Robinson where you're not bringing much salary back, if anything. There's mm-hmm. two teams in the NBA that I would look at because right. they have trade exceptions that could fit Duncan Robinson. Boston mm-hmm. and Portland, Okay. I think it would suck for Heat fans to see Duncan Robinson in Boston. I think Duncan Robinson would welcome a Boston yes. return because he's from there. Yes. Um, Portland, to me, makes a lot of sense because they don't have a ton of shooting around Damian Lillard. They're trying to compete right now. They've got draft capital. They you could they could trade a future first-round pick, protected whatever it is, for Duncan Robinson and absorb Duncan right into a $20 million trade exception that they created by moving CJ McCollum to New Orleans at the deadline. Hmm. Um, and if you're Portland... Now you've got a guy who could sort of space the floor a little bit around Damian Lillard, which is not exactly what Jeremy Grant is bringing to the table for them. I actually like the fit of Duncan Robinson in Portland quite a bit. So, so I, those are two things that I would explore if you're trying to unload Duncan Robinson's money. And maybe, I don't think the Heat are in the business of trying to move Duncan Robinson into cap space. Like Indiana, you could see how like maybe they could use Duncan Robinson. But like teams like Oklahoma City, Orlando, Detroit that have cap space... They're more, they seem to be in the business of taking unwanted salary in exchange for draft capital. Miami cannot afford to give up draft capital in any amount, even to offload Duncan Robinson. First of all, I don't think that they have that low of a, a value uh, mm-hmm. valuation on Duncan Robinson. They'd rather just keep him mm-hmm. uh, than get rid of a draft pick, but also they can't afford to get rid of a draft pick because if, a, if Donovan Mitchell or whatever comes available, then you need that draft pick. So um, I would say look at Boston and Portland and their trade exceptions move Duncan Robinson into it, and then potentially get a first-round pick back or some sort of draft capital back because those teams could actually use Duncan Robinson. So that, anyway. That still doesn't address the, the need to replace P.J. Tucker, though. No. 
but it allows you to resign PJ Tucker using the mid-level exception and not bump up against that hard. Assuming guy. that's what PJ wants, like this is the big caveat. Like I know it's hard for Heat fans to you know visualize this, but maybe PJ does just doesn't want to play in Miami. Like it wasn't maybe. exactly an easy year for him, and while he kind of just he just does what he does, which is just kind of get to work and, and just kind of find a way to, to work your way through it. Like maybe he just wants to, uh, I don't know, something else. Something you different. mentioned the Daryl Morey and James Harden relationship. Yeah, maybe certainly. that's something that's luring him to Philadelphia. But if money talks, Miami can offer the $10.3 million mm-hmm. exception. So $300,000 more than what I guess is on the table for Philadelphia. And the, the like you said earlier, the income, the state income tax, it's going to yeah. be a lot more money, yeah. you know, for PJ. So at least you can go in that direction. I think PJ would take it if it was there. And I think all this was trying to leverage the heat to taking it, but also having a really good offer Philadelphia that he's obviously willing to take. Um, but let's get to some other names that the Heat could use to fill out, whether it's with the mid-level exception, if P.J. Tucker doesn't take it, or if it's not offered to P.J. Tucker, or minimum contracts. Okay. Um, T.J. Warren mm. addresses quite a few needs for Miami, especially if P.J. Tucker walks. T.J. Warren at the four is a different kind of power forward, but he does provide a scoring punch that the Heat obviously are looking for right now. What do you think about T.J. Warren? <laughs> I think uh, I think it would be interesting to try and get him on the roster alongside Jimmy Butler, considering their little uh, uh, incident in, in the bubble a few years ago. So I, it's yeah. a, it's an option. Like yeah, I know that kind of stuff gets swept over, and everybody's like, oh, we were just be, both being competitive. You want guys like that in the roster, so yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, it sure, would be I, more on T.J. Warren to 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 sweep it under. Like it, how is are his feelings still hurt? Is the thing, but like. He hasn't Drake played and in Meek a year Mill, plus. Like Drake that. and Meek Mill like reunited. Drake and Kanye reunited. I, you know, I think this stuff just blows over after, after a little while. I think it's all just trash talk. I think you're giving up a lot defensively in consideration what you PJ, uh, you know, brought to the table. So that's yeah. a concern. But yeah, but you might be able to uh, up your scoring punch just enough to be able to compensate for the loss defensively. So it's an interesting possibility if it doesn't cost a whole heck of a lot of money, which it seems like it might not, in order to acquire Warren. I'm I'm all in on possible reclamation projects. Why? Because you have no idea how it'll pan out. Like a lot of yeah. people panned Miami for bringing Victor Oladipo in and, and making a trade for a guy that was a former all-star and had no chance of ever, you know, uh, regaining his former, you know, level of production. And yet here he is, you know, as a free agent and a guy who can contribute to a yep. title winning team. So I, I think uh, I'd like the idea of Warren. And I think it's a, if it's a possibility, Miami should always pull the trigger. You'd have to do something to shore up your front line defensively, no right? It would no have doubt. to be TJ Warren plus somebody on the minimum, another center, another power forward who's more de- defensive oriented. That it wouldn't be easy. Um, but then again, like this is Bobby not a Portis. great free agent class. No, it's and not. This is sort of, it gets on the other side teacher. of that, on the other side of the TJ Warren, like if you want to go defensive oriented, Kyle Anderson is out there. So I think TJ Warren and Kyle Anderson, you could be had at the mid-level exception. Like if it was, and so you might be able to pick between these two if you're Miami, at least offering the middle exception to one of those two. Kyle Anderson, his three point shot has sort of fallen off. Offensively, he could do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But defensively is what you're really getting there. I like Kyle Anderson at the four. You're still a little undersized if it's yeah. Anderson and Jimmy Butler as your as your forward grouping, and obviously with Bam at center. But you've kind of already leaned into being undersized if you're Miami. Kyle Anderson gives you some stuff offensively. Um, I don't mind him as as a potential. No, you mentioned him during the PJ trade Tucker deadline too. You always you always kept putting that name out there as somebody that Miami should look out yeah. for. And look, that's another one like not quite a reclamation project, but you can 
at least offer him the plug chance to compete for a starting job. Yeah, plug-and-play player. A guy who was looking to just redefine who he is because he was coming off the bench in Memphis. Like This is a guy who might be looking for that opportunity. Again, having come from good point. a high-level ter- high team that was run very effectively in San Antonio and then to Memphis, he doesn't want to go into a bad situation just to get his money. At least That's I don't point. assume so. So I think he would look at Miami and say, this is an organization with enough, enough structural strength to it that I'm not going to be like wondering where my position is or what I'm doing here. I'm going to be, everybody's going to be up front and I can feel comfortable here. So that's, that is something to consider. And, and I like that. Uh, it's a good fit. Another, just else? a couple other names. Otto Porter just yes. went off this championship run with Golden State. What do you it's think good. about I that? I don't, I love the fit. I mean, he's per, he's a, he's an ideal fit. Could switch everything. Uh, he plays that ball move me, movement happy system in Golden Did State. Did he play Obviously, with Yurt Seven? runs that too. No, he didn't, what? right? Different timeline, right? He didn't play with Yurt Seven in Georgetown, right? Different timeline. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, unless Yurtsevin is quietly, secretly like 33 years old. It's possible. Um, it's possible. <laughs> you never know. Uh, Otto, but Otto Porter, like, you know, it sounds like Golden State is going to prioritize Kevon Looney and Gary Payton the second. So Otto Porter could be the odd man out there, but played the four for them, started there in mm-hmm. the finals, right? And so obviously undersized, but very long, elite corner three-point shooter. Better than P.J. Tucker, elite corner three-point shooter, right? Make it happen. Really streaky. Make it happen. I, it's a great fit. So those are the three names that I would look at. Otto Porter probably brings the most two-way balance mm-hmm. of that grouping, even though he's probably not as good defensively as Kyle Anderson and not as versatile a scorer as T.J. Warren. But if you're talking about just two-way, he's like not a guy you necessarily want to put, put the ball on the ground and all this stuff, but as far as two-way balance and, and being able to fit into a, uh, an unselfish kind of offense, Otto Porter makes a lot of sense. Um, and then there's bigs. Like the other option, too, is if P.J. Tucker walks away, you can move Bam Adebayo to the four and then start a more traditional five. Like that would be an option, potentially, for Miami, depending well, on who they those could names? get. Why don't we say those names for tomorrow's episode? Because I think this is a Can I good... just give you one? Can I just give you one? No. No, you can't. No, you can't. We've got to wrap it up. We're going in here. You know what? We're going to keep everybody going. We're going to talk about the big situation in tomorrow's episode. Because I think that's a an interesting possibility there for Miami. Because it, it is it represents a change in your whole attitude, like in terms of like what you do as a team. Like this is a complete deviation from the team you've been over the last three seasons where you were starting bam at the five you had jay crowder you had yeah. you know you, you had myers leonard here a couple of years ago obviously that didn't work in the playoff situation so now do you go back to something similar with the stretch big we'll talk about that possibility in tomorrow's episode so make sure to stay tuned for that thanks again for making locked on heat your first listen every day for your second listen stay up to date with the latest news and rumors in the nba in just 30 minutes every day on locked on nba locked on nba your daily nba update in just 30 minutes. This is David Rommel signing off for now. Thanks for joining me, Wes. Wrap it up, B. (laughs) 